0: We're listening to highlights from One Planet podcasts interview with marine biologist and science communicator Melissa Cristina Marquez I mean it's one of those things where I know that a lot of people, when you think of sharks, you think of uh, hammerheads, great white sharks, tiger sharks, bull sharks. But there's so much more diversity than just that. There's over 500 different species. And on average, we're discovering new species, I want to say, about like every two weeks, I think, was the statistic that I've heard. Not just of sharks, but also of their cousins, like the stingrays, the skates, and sometimes the chimeras as well. And so knowing that diversity exists uh for me, is really important to kind of get that message out there because there is bound to be a shark species that people find adorable, such as the epaulette shark, the rough shark, uh, wobbegongs, or zebra sharks, also known as leopard sharks. There's so many out there that I know people think are cute. And when you start to kind of change that perception of what a shark looks like, I think we can kind of lessen the fear people fear towards them just a little bit. We've got an amazing planet that holds so many different animals. We're constantly learning that we have new species. So there's more than 1,200 different species of sharks and rays that inhabit our beautiful oceans. And unfortunately, many of them are being pushed towards extinction. So in 2014, the IUCN, so the International Union for Conservation of Nature, their red list, which showcases animals that are critically endangered, and more susceptible to extinction. It reported that 25% of shark and ray species were being threatened, with 25 species being critically endangered. And those numbers were recently revisited in early 2021, with it now being 36% under threat, and the number of critically endangered species actually tripling from 25 to 76. So out of eight of those nine species that were uplisted to critically endangered category, they're mostly rays. And so, you know, it's one of those things where the sheer number and diversity of these animals that are facing this kind of extinction is just mind boggling. And overfishing is by far the greatest threat that these animals face. Uh, So like you said, a new nature study that has come out shows that three quarters or 70, 70% of oceanic sharks and ray species now qualify as threatened with extinction under that red list criteria for the IUCN. And so all of these alarm bells are kind of ringing and a lot of people want to know how they can help. Because even if you're in the middle of a country, you have never seen a shark before, your choices impact whether these animals are going to have a chance to stand against extinction or not. One of the most easiest ways that you can help sharks is by making sure that any seafood that you eat is sustainable. So it's sustainably caught and there's quite a few ways that you can do this. One of them is downloading a sustainable seafood app. So there is a plethora of seafood apps out there now uh, for different regions around the world that you can download on your phone, or you can actually download a little booklet that you can print out and keep in your wallet or in your purse. So anytime you make a seafood choice, you can actually refer to this guide to see whether or not the choices you have been making are either sustainable or whether you can maybe make a healthier choice. Uh, of course, there's the choice of also just not eating seafood at all, which is a personal thing that helps as well making sure that you don't buy any unsustainably caught shark products is also a really good way of helping out our oceans and our animals donating either your time and or your money to programs that are dedicated to helping protect our animals, our animals are dedicated to doing more research about these animals is always helpful Voting for people who have the environment and our oceans in mind is always really important. And of course, being critical about what you share in regards to these animals. So as you guys said earlier, sharks do kind of face a PR problem in that they seem super terrifying. And that's just not the case. They just have a really bad reputation that they don't deserve whatsoever. And so being critical of what kind of things you share in regards to sharks, you know, is it really necessary for you to share another Article that says sharks are man eaters or mindless killers. You know, is that the best thing really to share? Make sure that what you're reading is factually correct. Uh, all those kind of little things tend to add up to making sure that we can peacefully coexist with these animals and give them a fighting chance. I actually wrote an article about this, uh, a scientific article about this, how we are doing a disservice to the world with only communicating science in English. There are so many people who don't know English, who know very broken English. And as you do with translating from one language to another, you lose a lot of the meaning, a lot of the contextuality. So I think getting science out there in multiple languages is so, so, so important to not only make sure that people are scientifically literate, but also just to have more science communication out there. I agree. And it's something that I find really interesting, how we've shifted from a mindset uh, from our ancestors, where it was you work with the planet, you don't take as more than you need. And now we've gotten a bit greedy, and we're taking more way more than we actually need, and way more that's actually sustainable. So I think we go back to that mindset back to a way of living where we take just what we need, no more, no less, we can possibly coexist with our planet and its inhabitants a little bit better you know that that's that's i think end goal for me is changing our world to see how the way that we're living right now is not sustainable and how we need to do better all of us to better inhabit this planet you know and it's not everyone doing everything perfectly it, i'd rather have tons of people doing it imperfectly than one person doing it perfectly so i think stopping the shame of people not being eco-friendly or green because they're not doing it perfectly. I think we need to stop that. We all need to kind of meet where one another is and be like, right, you're doing the best you can, you're doing the best you can, that's perfect, keep going at it. And when you can do better and when you know to do better, try to do that. So it's just constantly involving to becoming a better person and becoming a better steward of our planet. Evidence and attitude is everything. They've taught me that diversity is beautiful and that we can thrive off of diversity and inclusive ideas. Yeah, they've taught me so, so much. And I think if we kind of stop and listen to what our planet is telling us, observe the animals that we share this planet with and learn a little bit from them, I I think we'd all be better off. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because a lot of people think that the biggest risk that I face when I'm working with sharks is the sharks, but there are things far more dangerous than the sharks. You know, I, I have a bigger chance of something going wrong with my scuba equipment than I do getting bitten by a shark. I have things going wrong with the, or far more of a risk of something going wrong with the boat than I do of a shark. And so for me, working with the sharks isn't as big of a risk as just living everyday life. You know, we're not promised. We're not guaranteed the next second, the next hour, the next day. I could die a really silly death, such as slipping on a banana peel or just you know leaving this earth in my sleep so nothing's really guaranteed and so I think kind of thinking of my mortality in that way of being like look at any moment I can go it doesn't matter whether it's with the sharks or something completely unrelated any moment I can go it it kind of reframes everything to being like okay I don't have to do anything I get to do stuff it's that whole reframing of I am lucky enough that I I'm living a life that I have curated and love every second of it even when I am elbow and knee deep in really smelly chum I love what I'm doing so I think kind of reframing it and being like really the chances of you dying from a shark related anything are so slim when you look at the statistics I mean I'm more likely to get bit by someone in New York than I am ever getting bit by a shark and so Yeah, I think it's just having those statistics in the back of my mind, knowing that my training and the people who I'm around this training is up to par and, you know, safety is always our number one priority. I I don't really think about it as a risk. And instead, I just think about it as a really lucky opportunity that I get to do what I do. Yeah, you know, I think probably one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give someone is keep the passion. There's a lot of science out there in regards to climate change, how it's impacting our environment, what we can do about it. But there's different ways of getting that information out there. There is the cut and dry way or the way that I think that is quite cut and dry, which is through scientific articles. There's the way that you can do it by talking about it on news outlets and whatnot. But I think if you inject your passion and your drive behind that cause in your own specific way, people are going to be drawn to you and they're going to want to listen to what you have to say. I, I think probably the biggest thing that I want kind of people to preserve and remember of our planet right now is what we've got. Like, yeah, we we've lost quite a bit already, but it doesn't mean we have to continue that trend. There's so many creatures out there that I'm worried the only way that future generations are going to know about them is through books that's one thing that kind of keeps me going is you know in the next couple of years I want to have kids and in a couple years from that they're going to start reading and I don't want them to look at a book and be like oh mom what is this and I'll be like it's a shark and they're like are they alive and I say no we hope you've enjoyed this program if you would like to get involved in One Planet podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.